Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, we have Shamir Alibi. Shamir, you are the co-founder and CEO of Simon Says. You're found on the web at simonsays.ai. Shamir, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. All right. So let's give an overview of exactly what Simon Says is, uh, because, you know, as creators, as people who have audiences on social media, uh, you know, there's just nothing as impactful as video for asynchronous communication. And so having great tools, right, where we don't have to um, outsource this to an expensive video editor every single time, you know, Simon says kind of fits, from what I understand, um, kind of fills that niche of allowing people to produce video much more easy than ever before, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, what we're uh, trying to do is actually democratize audio video creation. It's really difficult. You know, the one thing that I like to think about, you remember two decades ago, people used to add Microsoft Word as a skill on their resume. People no longer do that that often. And we really wanted the same to happen with audio video creation in a few years that, you know, with Simon Says, you no longer need to have to outsource that or go to some really technical, complicated tool, you can cut your own audio video stories. So what Simon Says does today is we have a browser-based video editor. It's enabled by transcription. We support a hundred languages. You bring your recordings in, your interviews in, and then you simply highlight those sound bites. Mm. And with our text-based video editor, you just grab and drop those sound bites around forming the spine of your story. And it's pretty magical. Users tell us they're saving 50%, 60%, 70% of the time it typically takes to create this spine, this rough cut of their film. This is fantastic. So um, now, um, so in terms of like use case, and I want to go through some of the, um, you know, how people could be using this. uh, And uh, again, you know, I think we should say as well that um, Simon says pricing is super accessible. I mean, we're not talking like, you know, $300 pieces of software that you may have had to pay for in the past. This is so much easier. So say, for example, we're recording a conversation on Zoom right now. So I can take this recording and I can upload it into Simon Says and how how does it work? Yeah, exactly. So you would take the Zoom recording, it would transcribe in a few minutes, and then you would have the transcript of our Zoom recording and you simply highlight the sound bites, all the great quotes I'm giving you, mm-hmm. your great sound bites, and we would drag and drop them and you could create, say, a five-minute uh, story. Typically, you know, you'd be like scrubbing through audio, finding in and out points, but simply this is text-based video editing. So you just quickly skim the transcript of the recording, find the good sound bites, and then you're just dragging and dropping text. It's as simple as editing in Microsoft Word. Once you say, hey, this is uh, the great spine of the story, then you can hit export and you can download an MP4. You can go back to your existing editing application, share it with teammates. Because it's in the browser, you can just share that URL, that link with me, and I can just pop it into Chrome, into Safari, and I can jump into that edit and we can both be editing in real time. I can give you feedback. I'm like, hey, that quote that uh, of mine, it's a bit too sensitive. 
I can look up alternative sound bites. We're finding non-editors are able mm-hmm. to now edit because it's simply everyone knows how to use a text document. Right, right. It's it's pretty easy to yeah. highlight uh, a couple of paragraphs. So we can we can yeah. all do that. Automatically exactly. just create your clip and then bam, you've yeah. got it. Um, exactly. Is there any um, functionality for adding captions on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, thank you for saying that. <laughs> Not only in the original language, but translated subtitles too. We support a hundred languages. Get out of here. This yeah. is fantastic. We have, so, we have uh, users who are like, you know, uh, doing English-based content, but they're seeing that their traffic from say Japan is increased. So they then use Simon Says to have translated subtitles in Japanese. So it's more accessible to their a growing audience in Japan or China or South Asia or anywhere in the world. We're doing a hundred languages. It's basically every single language spoken. I love it. I love it. All right. So Simon says dot AI. Um, so Shamir, tell me about the kind of the inception of the company, kind of yeah. how this all came together. You know, were you, were you out kind of hitting the streets, pitching to investors or how did yeah. that whole, how did that come all yeah. come about? It's going to be, I'm going to take you back even further back. Uh-huh. I started my career at the BBC in London, and I spent a lot of my time in a kind of post 9-11 world. I spent time in the Middle East and Afghanistan and Pakistan. So I was doing interviews out in the field uh, in other languages. So I'd be using a fixer. And I wish I could just have that uh, interview that I'd done transcribed and translated, and then to be able to edit immediately. And so a lot of my experience was from uh, when I was working in film and TV. Over the last nine years, I've moved into video tech as a product manager. A few years ago, I had this project, which was you know dozens of hours of footage that needed to be cut down to two minutes. And I couldn't believe that people were still doing transcription manually. We have Siri on our phone. Why can't we you know, mm-hmm. use speech recognition? So I built something, uh, just hacked something together, a website uh, using speech recognition and it worked not bad for that project. I shared it with friends from my original career and it sort of really grew nicely from there. So it originally started as a bootstrap company um, and just growing really nicely as a subscription-based business. Uh, People really loved it. Uh, They talked about it. It was a strong kind of growth and word of mouth. Uh, When we opened up the the video editor mode, I think that's where the trajectory of the company fundamentally changed in a positive, in a very positive direction. And um, yeah, we've seen really strong kind of collaboration on growth, even uh, interest from investors. Um, yeah. So, well, then like, again, you've got the idea and you've, uh, you know, you want to bring this to market. Uh, yeah. I, I want to I, give me the Silicon Valley story here. Yeah, absolutely. First things first was like, you know, when it's like just an idea, I was like, yeah. hey, you know, I'm not a developer myself, um, but let me see if I can hire developers. So I went through a few developers, you know, I hadn't even ever hired somebody for a project like this, but I hired a few people, learned from my mistakes. Uh, I was using Upwork initially. I'd used mm. TopTal, kind of like outsource mm-hmm. engineering uh, companies yeah. and, and learned through those mistakes, but also like found good people who could help me build uh, what's known as a minimum viable product to really right. allow me to see whether someone could uh, solve their problem using Simon Says. And when I started to see that type of success, even in like the numbers were small at that stage, but users right. are telling us that, wow, this is like solving my problem. I would have done this manually before. Now I can do this uh, in your application using AI, removes that tedious, that mundane part. 
you know, we said, Hey, I think we're onto something. So we continued to like develop and develop further. Um, and, you know, success begets success in, in many respects, you know, we have now built a very strong team. Uh, it's a much larger organization, but all, all good things start uh, as like baby ideas once upon a time. Yeah. And, and obviously you've, you know, you've founded other companies. Were you able to just bootstrap this then? Yeah. Simon says originally boots was bootstrapped. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So we were using revenue to fund uh, development and growth. Well, that's the yeah. that's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So um, now, um, so Simon says it's been out for about four years. It looks like you were launched yeah. in uh, 2016, five years now. Five, yeah. um, so where are you at now in the life cycle of the business? Yeah, we were seeing, uh, you know, so we launched the video edit mode in 2020. Um, and that's really where we're seeing a ton of excitement. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're just at the infancy of our mission. You know, we're ultimately democratizing audio video creation. We're just at the earliest stages of that. We have a long, long path to go. We want to make it as simple as like typing text as editing in Microsoft Word or Google Docs. And so, you know, we are building out our engineering teams, our capabilities to be able to really fulfill on that mission. So I'm looking at the pricing for Simon Says, and it, you've got a pay-as-you-go, zero-dollar model. Yeah. Um, how does that work? Yeah, so it's freemium. Uh, you can try it with uh, your files up to 15 minutes. If you like it, uh, users tend to upgrade then to a subscription package. You can keep it on a pay-as-you-go model, um, but you can also uh, see significant benefits on like uh, what uh, the amount of credit you get, for example, on a subscription plan. So most of our users are actually on the pro plan, which is $35 a month or $300 a year gets a whole bunch of credit. Uh, you know, it's pretty much like um, gives them removes any restrictions so they can do what they need to do in terms of creating their audio video content. How does it work when you have a SaaS platform like this? And, um, you know, obviously there's there's these review sites out there. Maybe you're hoping to get influencers yeah. to kind of take a look at it and talk about it. Um, yeah. What is that world like? I mean, I'm thinking of like platforms like yeah. Product Hunt and those sorts of things. What's what's yeah. on your radar and what's a high priority? Yeah, I would say like even my journey as an entrepreneur, I've been very much product focused. So uh, I really like feel like I've been at the ground level in terms of my learning as a, a business builder, as an entrepreneur. And so for me, that really meant, you know, building a product that gets affection by customers. And honestly, like for the longest part of the business of this, of the life of the business thus far, that's solely the only thing I focused on and making sure that we were actually solving the problem. Because if we were, then I could see that users would tell their colleagues, their teammates, and they too would use Simon Says. And so we were spreading and have spread in that way. Uh, so we've been, we haven't very much focused on any other channels for marketing for the vast majority of our life. Now that we've grown bigger, yes, we're looking at other areas to kind of spread awareness as, hey, this mm -hmm. is what we do. This is what we're about. And this is how we can help you solve your problems. Have you been goofing around with paid ads? Well, I haven't done anything. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, honestly, it's another world. It's another world. I wish yeah. I knew more about it. Uh, we now have a colleague, and he's an expert in in different types of uh, marketing channels. We haven't turned on paid acquisition yet, uh, but mm -hmm. he's advising me on how I should think about it, and uh, we may do so at a certain point. I just feel like right now we're getting really strong traction through organic channels, and mm -hmm. I think that's a really powerful way. You know, when I think about. Um, you know, business building today, 
you know, a lot of, there are a bunch of tolls on the internet, some of the kind of platforms that we know. And so if you can acquire customers uh, for nearly free, for nearly zero, I think that's a, right. really powerful. We'll see how much that, that scales to, but really we're focused. We don't think we've at all exhausted those channels yet. Um, but yes, we are, I'm learning, I'm learning about the paid, paid yeah. acquisition channels. Have you had anything pop up on YouTube by surprise? Like, hey, look, someone just posted a little walkthrough yeah. of our product. We do, we do, yeah. It's always like really nice, and they they sometimes tag us, sometimes they don't. We hear about it, we search, we find it through a search, for example. So yeah. that's always the best type, where it's like purely organic, yeah, it's it's right, unassisted, and and it's just like, yeah, that's like the true unfettered love. Like we've solved our users problem and they're so excited that they want yeah. to share it. And I think that's really the magical moment for me. Like that's everything. Yeah. Uh, affiliate. Have you looked into that at all? Uh, also on, <laughs> on my things to learn about, uh, I'll tell you, you know, gr- nailing the product has been the toughest part. And yeah, uh, so, yeah. I wish I had your product. And, and, I, and honestly, like I say this as like a, a reflection on my own personal journey. Like I wish I had learned more about marketing growth earlier on in the life of the company. Uh, we would have been, say, further ahead if I mm-hmm. had understood some of these opportunities, but we were very, very much focused. You know, but I think, like, you know, better late than never. Yeah. So, uh, Shamir, you actually went to Divinity School. Is that right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, absolutely. How yeah, did that I spent, yeah. I spent so much. I was spending so much time in uh, the greater Middle East and and sort of these like conflict zones, and mm. you know, where we were seeing sort of you know, religion kind of being used in kind of fundamentalist and extreme ways. And and it wasn't my experience as a Muslim. So I said, I wanted to, you know, have a life break and kind of maybe go on the most important journey. And so I went to divinity school to study about Islamic studies and go deeper in Middle East politics. And uh, it was, it was an amazing kind of two-year break, but sort of like maybe the most important kind of questions we can all ask ourselves and, yeah. and sort of like, yeah, what's, what are we meant for and what's our purpose? So mm. it was, it felt like that's the the thing that I was trying to achieve through that and got that and sort of has provided very, like, I think a strong values oriented um, foundation for what I want to do and how I want to leave an impact. Um, and I think it's been really informative in how I see the world. Yeah. Well, that was kind of my next question was, again, you know, just how that impacts your life in business, you know, when you have that, you know, the foundation in, um, you know, in faith uh, and and how that shows up for you in your day-to-day operations or, you know, um, you know, making maybe making big decisions too, or, and kind of your role as a founder. Yeah. You know, I think about it in a couple of ways. I'll tell you that, uh, you know, I have come to this place where I, only want to work with amazing people like life's so short like you just you know it's just way better to work with great people you get along with i mean you know sometimes you can't help it and and, but like being in toxic work relationship is just Mm. terrible and so Mm. you know from a values perspective i mean that's the type of as ceo that's the type of environment uh no nonsense type of environment that i try to set the tone for the company with the people who we uh, bring in and who accept our offer to join the company, you know, those types of values are really, really important. The other thing is I also don't see a um, tension between making a difference and making money. Uh, and I'm very much on the side that everything I have to do has to 
be beneficial, has to solve user problems and have sort of a, a kind of larger, maybe altruism to it. You know, for mm -hmm. us, you know, how that applies with Simon Says specifically, we're big believers that if you can reduce the technical barriers to doing something, there will be an explosion of experimentation creativity, we will be a much more inclusive society. We'll hear stories from people who have not been heard from uh, and our world will be better off. So that's the kind of altruistic, altruistic side, but we see no tension in, in both the impact and uh, the, the money making side. And I think that's also what I, what I glean from my own spiritual journey. Yeah, fantastic. Shamir Alibi on your website again, simonsays.ai. Fantastic. Yeah. Go check it out. I, listen, I'm a huge fan of video. Yeah. Oh, let me ask you this one question. It's yeah. like, where do we go from here? What's the future of video? Yeah, I think like, hey, if we like projected this out many, many years, um, I see that there are uh, the potential to use like synthetic audio video. What I mean by mm -hmm. that is imagine I typed Shamir walking in front of the Eiffel Tower mm -hmm. at sunset. Just typed it with text. Instantly, in the near future, that video will be generated. It'll be not a real video, but a generative, generated synthetic video. And it will look real. And I think that there are definitely uh, negative consequences potentially in the use of that technology. But the positives of this, being able to enable anyone to tell their story, to create audio video content, I think that's incredibly powerful. And so, you know, I'm excited, like what the future holds and, and how we are unlocking massive amounts of creativity, because think about the alternative right now. Right mm -hmm. now, you need, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of animators oh, creating these please. like visual scenes. What if you could just type that? What if you can just your imagination alone is the limiter for your stories, not the technology. The technology enables you to be a much more creative, a much more fuller self for you and, and sharing your, your ideas out into the world. And, and that's the type of uh, kind of what I hope Simon Says can play some small part in that world. I love it. All right, Shamir Alibi, again, thank you so much. The website, simonsays.ai. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. 
My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.